and welcome to the 551 Podcast. My name is Wes Berdine, and uh, I'm recording no longer in the, the dank basement. Now it is in the casual back lounge of uh, Blackheart yeah, of St. Paul. The lounge. And so, yeah, that, that, that giving you the nice uh, gentle voice is, uh, is er- Eric uh, Silver Brenneman. Eric's back. And, Vogel. And so... Eric, how are you? I'm good, bro. It's been a while. Yes, it has been a while. You took a you took a mental health break I off did. of uh, Minnesota United. Well, it was, it's inspired by you. I mean, you yeah. took about a week. Yeah, and you the took week, a month. The week felt really good, so, <laughs> I, so I stretched it out. Just kept going. But uh, you, you're, you've also been like recording recently. And yeah, so. I've been really busy in the recording studio with some new music. Um, I, I've been doing the kind of the Dave Grohl thing where uh, I do full arrangements, all the instruments, um, work with an engineer friend of mine, and I've been kind of. He, he's labeled it as the uh, the new old school Quincy Jones, where I come down and I, I just lay all that stuff down, and then I'm bringing in vocal talent, some friends to come sing my lyrics and and do stuff that I know I can't do, and it's it's really fun for me to just kind of see what other artists can do with my words and and kind of the bed that I make once I, they get in I haven't there. gotten the invite yet so weirdly, you, weirdly yeah you are on the short list okay. sir you're right. not I get uh, Rodrigo back in there too Yeah and Rodrigo too. you are you are uh, uh, back in, in the saddle you've 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 been here all along with me Welcome so. back Yeah so uh, you are uh, in like full full kit Peru wanker <laughs> It's uh, awesome, huh? don't you love my jacket? Yeah, Isn't yeah. Awesome? And so, so here, here to to represent the uh, the FIFA award winning uh, fans. The only thing FIFA ever gets right. That we'll get to. Yeah, it's the only yeah. thing. So uh, <clears throat> we're gonna we're gonna on the podcast. We've we've obviously got Minnesota United to talk about. Um, we've got uh, NWSL final a little bit. Uh, a couple other things, questions. Uh, but uh, you know, I, I I guess it's it's good to be back at least. Uh, let's start with that uh, NWSL final. I guess uh, we had a, a little watch party here. Put it on. It was uh, great. That's a Thorn fans in here. Though. Yeah, it was weirdly. It was weirdly weird. Thorns, Thorns I mean, like central. I guess I wouldn't expect a lot of uh, North Carolina Courage fans, but. Uh, you know, well, was, I knew you were one. So. I was there. I was there at least uh, cheering because I you were I, you were the talisman. <clears throat> I hate even Portland. though Giselle was here. Yeah, yeah, you were the talisman for the Corey. But you, you were here. With, you brought you brought the kids. And then I you brought left the kids the, you, and I brought my wife Nubia. And um, uh, and it was the, full soccer mode for us that day. Both of them had played games, both with uh, Como Park. Did the it was having? Uh, I think they're having the. They're homecoming uh, next week, so but, yeah. But your girls are, are very port in uh, in with the Portland Thorns. That's yes, they team. they are. Well, you know, there's 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 the there's just the Tobin. Yeah, Tobin and, Heath and then is, that Lindsay yeah. Horan. Yeah. You know, death taxes and Lindsay Horan headers. You know, uh, except for there was no. The only death uh, was the Portland Why, Thorns. Why, taxes are Lindsay Horan? And, yeah, uh, and there was no taxes. Lindsay Horan headers. I'm pretty sure all the Thorn fans are getting taxed there was, right now. There was yeah. taxes, yeah. So uh, uh, that game, at least, uh, um, d- did you watch it, Ridwick? I, I saw the highlights, yeah. Okay. Uh, so at least, you know, at least uh, 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 other people can talk about it. Uh, it was, uh, people, it yeah. was um, a weirdly lopsided game for, you know, as a... As a extreme casual NWSL fan, I look at the teams and I recognized one player on North Carolina Courage. No, two. Because they've got Crystal Dunn and then they've got Lindsey Hinkle. Or J- Hinkle. Yeah, Hinkle. Who's Debian? Really? No, no. I, team? What? Oh, dude. Come on. I'm Okay, I said extremely casual, <laughs> guys. Um, and so... Uh, 
uh, I mean, Devin like did get the, get, did get the first the goal. Um, but uh, uh, the the courage, you know, have uh, yeah. So they've got like two players I recognize in Portland Thorns. Right. Tell us about, about your association with the courage. Go for it. Yeah. No. Well, it's largely just I like I like North Carolina FC. I like their owner uh, Nick Platter, a former uh, 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 Minnesota goalkeeper, works for them. He's a goalkeeping coach mm-hmm. for the for the men's team. So I was just cheering for them. And uh, boy, they kicked the crap out of Portland. Yeah, it as was my as my as my kid um, would say, or both of them say, they play like trash. So, yeah, ex- especially when you're expecting, um, uh, especially when the Thorns had an th- extra three day rest, and the Courage were coming in. Um, you know, with that, everything seemed to be at least, and they were playing in in, in Portland. It was just you would you would think it would be it would be a much better. Much better result, and right from the get-go, the Thorn would look super slow and sluggish. And once they got it past the half field, like um, the courage just pressure and pressed the ball, and they didn't really create that many opportunities. And I mean, the courage counter was, jeez, wow, that was impressive. Yeah, the pregame hype from a lot of the things I was hearing just from uh, commentators and the ladies at uh, Burn It All Down, everybody was was feeling pretty good about, like you mentioned, the the extra days of rest for Portland. And a few of them, I think most of them actually picked Portland to win it because of that, which which I guess, you know, that's there's some logic in that to think, you, you know, they, they, had, they didn't have to travel across the country and they got the extra days, but <laughs> didn't work out that way at all. Yeah, this wasn't the Thorns that showed up against Chicago. So Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, Thorns had, um, Courage had Chicago, Thorns had... Uh, I'm blank. Seattle. Seattle. Yeah. Oh, sorry. That's right. Yeah, um, that's right. The rain. The rain. My but it bad. early happened. Uh, early, Dabinia got uh, the first goal with a you know a, a header. Believe it or not, for a, a four foot tall woman. Uh, yeah, right off right off the the post. And then they, by the end of the first half, they could have been up five six nothing. I mean, there were a couple yeah they had like good four, four, five opportunities to score. Uh, they they did end up going. I think yeah, they got another uh, toward the end of the half when. Um, uh, Jess McDonald uh, got another got a great goal, uh, and and eventually Portland came out in the second half. Tobin Heath was the only one it seemed like trying, but it, it definitely it was a surprise. It was a fun a fun game throughout to watch, but it, I kind of eventually was cheering for Portland to get something back into it, but it, it, it just ran out of time. Yeah, and uh, ran out of ran out of. Talent, I guess. I mean, they just they were didn't look. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't it. understand. I mean, they 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 were moving really slow, not the not the way they usually like to distribute the ball, and there were a lot of uh, forced balls. So, trying to figure that out, and and I I think they, I'm sure they want to redo. But um, last year's who was the last year's winner, right? You know. Yeah. So yep. they, so it's the same final, similar to the same final seat, except. And, Let's move on to the the other the other thing I want to talk about in this first bit is Open Cup final, which is not the sexiest matchup of Houston Dynamo Philadelphia Union. Uh, in some ways, it's not the sexiest because they're not big teams, and they're also two of the cheapest teams in the league. But two of the teams that uh, actually make that cheap work for them. Uh, that's Wednesday, 7 p.m. We're going to have that on uh, uh, at the bar. And then you can stick around for the drag show after. But uh, who did these? Who did these? Uh, Houston and Philly beat to get here. 
Such a weird. Uh, well, Houston beat us, and then moved on to Kansas City, and be, right, I think beat Kansas City. Um, I, f- I forget Philly's pass uh, yeah, path to that's, it. That's the one that's really surprising. Uh, uh, I know the LAFC. I think LAFC because LAFC got in late. Um, so, but what I like about this game is that Philadelphia Union are uh, in some ways unsexy, but they are like the youth movement. Like they're one of the only teams playing local kids. And uh, it's kind of the only way that that team can succeed because you've got a hotbed of soccer talent in eastern Pennsylvania, New Jersey, et cetera, that they pull off of, uh, getting that uh, some of that Christian Pulisic magic from uh, eastern Pennsylvania and uh, and pulling them in. And they've got Austin Trusty. They've got, uh, what's his name? Is it McKenzie? I'm blanking on it. Um, uh, defense kind of headed up by these two young guys, uh, and so I'm I'm at least cheering for Philly mostly because I also hate Texas teams, and <laughs> we should have beaten Houston when I was down there when Darwin missed that penalty kick late on. Oh, makes me sad, but anyway, that's going to be at the Blackheart uh, Wednesday, 7 p.m. So people should uh, cancel whatever plans that they might have had and come come join me for that, um, but. Let's take a break, and we'll come back, and we'll talk about Minnesota United versus Portland. Let's do it. What up? <laughs> so, uh, Minnesota United versus Portland. Uh, I only cost, caught the first half at the stadium. Uh, <laughs> So I, again, I brought the the bar calls. Yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, we'll we'll go through that part. I mean, basically, at somewhere in there, I get a call from someone at the bar, and I'm like, I'm not picking up. And then, like at halftime, I get I see the text, and it's like the credit card machine isn't working, and the ATM machine isn't working. And like Saturday night was like big ass drag pageant, annual pageant. It was like going to be one of the biggest nights of the year, and I was just like, oh, we can, if like. If we went into that without any cash and without, I was gonna die. Uh, and so, thank God I got here, and it was mostly fixed. But uh, anyway, the game—at least I caught yeah. the good parts of the game, uh, which is, uh, you know, I guess we'll start with that. Well, let's start with the lineups. Uh, kind of what I would imagine right now is our dream lineup, right? It was your dream it was your dream lineup. Yeah, my Remember dream. We talked about yeah, 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 yeah. Getting actually getting. Uh, you uh, had uh, Romario up top. Yeah. Quintero as the other forward. Uh, yeah. And then you had uh, Cavo playing left back. Uh, Miller was in. He's Miller back. Was in, uh, he was you back. Know, uh, and then you had the two center backs and uh, and the you know the. the yeah, and then the double Brazilian. So, so yeah. and then I we wanted had the double to, six, double six Brazilian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it, is it just me? Is or does. Romario Ibarra, does he look super old? I feel like that guy, when I see him, he looks like he's like 60 years old. Like just in the face. Yeah. He d- yeah, he's and yet he plays for the national team. Ecuador, he does right? have like yeah. a he does like have an Elizabethan hairline as well. Like was it Jorginho? Mm. The uh the player, the guy who had that like extremely high uh hairline. Anyway. Um uh right. So we had I, I think probably 
uh, best line about there, other than like the weird part of having Schuler as this kind of left winger. But it worked. It, yeah, he kind of. But he was. It was really interesting because he plays, and we've seen it before, where he plays on the, as the left midfielder, but he's definitely not playing as a winger. Uh, and then, like at times, he tucks into like a three central right, midfielders, mid, yeah. and that, that's like an interesting way to play, you know, because I guess if you've got Romario who can sometimes then tuck in as a wing, sometimes as a forward. It I, was, I, I like to see the numbers on how Schuler's uh, involvement was passing out of the midfield. So yeah. I think I think out of out of the the double six in him, he probably has the much more skilled foot to be able to to be able to make those passes. Though I though don't Fernando know. Bob did have Fernando Bob did have that one Great pass. Let's let's let, let's, let's Eric let's, take, let's give Eric. Yeah, yeah. Let the let the Brazilian. Oh, I just I, it was gorgeous. I the, mean, you, uh, Quintero couldn't have asked for a better feed. I mean, beautiful. It, it was it, you know eighteenth minute from the midfield. Uh, what about Bob? Descends it like kind of. It's looping, but it like lands on a dime right in. It front lands of on his foot. Yeah, it yeah. Lands on his foot. It, it was amazing, <laughs> uh, and I th- I think it might have been kind of one of those outside of the boot passes that mm-hmm. kind of lands. Um, and then Quintero kind of does this thing all the time where I always think he takes too many touches. And obviously because he's awesome, I'm wrong and he's right. Because <laughs> he, he takes too many touches and it's like he could have shot early. He, he could have done something else. He got closed on though too. And, that, that and, then he, and then he gets around and then by then Romario's made the run made in the and run. he just lays it off. Romario slams it into the back. Yep. And it was, it was on right, er, yeah. a d- decently early goal, and um, and the chances like kept on coming. We had a couple more, and by the thirty fifth minute, then Darwin gets another uh, chance to send Romario in. That was a beautiful pass, threaded right between the defender and Romario, and then yeah, uh, that was that. Like I saw that from section one thirty three, and I was like, yeah, and Romario finished it great, far post. Yeah. Well, this this one this starts with a, a Portland defensive mishap, which is yeah. <laughs> typically what we would say for Minnesota. <laughs> granted, you know, it was it, this wasn't Portland's A team because they had played on on Wednesday, right? Yeah, I mean so, they had a decent they, they had, had a decent okay, squad out there. Yeah. I don't think there was their A team. I mean, no, Valeri didn't, didn't like it. Wasn't until later on that we ended up seeing some other stars yeah. come back when. Yeah. Second half win. And know. it's a team that's been struggling. This was a game that we should have won. Portland have been struggling. They're bad on the road. Mm-hmm. We're good at home. They Apparently have, there's some know. magic about the turf field at TCF that we yeah. don't know about. But yeah. apparently it injures all of our players, it, right? but you know, no it one must be can. all that all that all that spray that yeah. the, the groundskeep do right at halftime that yeah. makes it just play it's all so DDT. Well at home. It's all DDT just yeah, to, it's it's just it's yeah. just all that, yeah. Um but uh, you know, by by the then you know we keep going on in that half, and then getting the crazy hat trick uh, of or the hat trick of craziness was we scored on a friggin' corner. Uh, the ball comes in, Schuler kind of chests it down, and it lands for Boxall, and Boxall just slams it into the back of the net. And bullet uh, rocket. Yeah, it was. I, I mean. Yeah, it was. I think, I think that was my favorite celebration so far, at least the second half of the season. Really? Just he just kind of ran over and kind of blew kisses. 
No, no, no. Which he booted the wife? ball. He booted the ball into the stands. Oh, that is true. He booted the ball in the stands, and then he and ran then over. Then he went and, around and, and, Yeah, to his wife or maybe kid. I don't know. It was funny. I was like, he just he grabbed the ball and all of a sudden, boom! Yeah. And I was like, oh, shouldn't that be a yellow for booting the ball to the stands? But whatever, probably, right? It could have been. Yeah. yeah. Certain. Guys, we, we forgot to mention on the previous one about uh, Romario injuring himself on the goal. <laughs> right. Yes. Well, he he scores and immediately, even as he's running over, he's you could holding tell. His yeah, he was he was. Hamstring. I couldn't at the time. I couldn't tell if he injured it on some weird celebration or something. But yeah, so, that would be our luck anyway. I mean, what a bummer for Romario. What a bummer for the team. I mean, once you start seeing them hold their hands hamstring, that's not a good injury. Yeah. Um, I don't. Th- oh yeah, they. We wouldn't have heard anything because Monday they're off, and so. Uh, I'm know, assuming it's a, it's, a pretty, it's a pretty decent days. strainer pull on his hand because yeah. he and can grab it onto that. But so, so, has, so hopefully, it's just, I don't know, I tweeted right around that time and I was like, why can't we stay healthy? <laughs> I think if anything uh, that's been our greatest enemy has been, st- has been staying healthy. Yeah, ourselves just trying to healthy. I mean, Molino, yeah. Finley, I mean, you name it, down the road, losing Quintero for a couple of games, you know. An- yeah. Angelo missed the game, and he was actually hurting in this game. You could tell he was stretching a lot while he was out there when he got subbed in for Mario. It was, it was, it was just you know I was I was just like oh wait so this is what lovely thing would have to have another extra forward. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, so then I left at the at the good times, and then it was uh, uh, much uh, you know not quite as good second half, obviously. Uh, which which one do you want to take take me through that? Uh, the the you know they Go they ahead. they finally s- scored in the fifty eighth. Oh, uh, fifty fifth. Fifty fifth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's corner kick goes uh, back. I remember. I don't remember who actually passed it back, but Calvo, Calvo kind of clears it. That's to the top right. Of the box. It, it landed right for Powell. Basically, yeah, yeah. And Powell, to, Powell was pretty him. far out, so I don't think. I think it's perfectly reasonable that no Minnesota player would have been far out there to kind of uh, be be in his face. Yeah, and then he just lets it rip. I mean, yeah. just like straight through the entire defense. And this one, was, this one was tough for Bobby just because there was so many bodies in the box that yeah. I just don't think he. And it was get, a rocket. It I, was a rocket. It was a good goal. But he I mean, he, it was a good he, I'm goal. saying Bobby couldn't have got a good read on it because there were just well, no, so regard, many regardless, people. I mean, it was a good shot. It was a good goal. At that point, we're three one. You know, this is the there's a Romario and the after Romario, right? <laughs> and I think it's just uh, it changed a lot of it. And Angelo's a good holding forward who waits for people to make runs, and that's where Romario or Miguel making runs, but. You could tell from the beginning that he was—he he wasn't at, at at his at his fittest. He was stretching along, and sometimes he, when he was walking, you could see him wobbling a little bit. Just that that hammy too was was, was something that was was gone to him. And then, uh, I mean, it's just one of those things. We knew it was coming. I started making substitutions. Oh yeah, we should have mentioned that. Uh, what's the guy's name? Charo. That's his name. Yeah. Uh, Chara. 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 Yeah. yeah, they bring him in. Charos. Chara. <laughs> She's very different than Diego Chara. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Chara came in and I mean he definitely yeah. was a spark, kinda lit some things up. I was gonna say I thought it was interesting. Um I noticed on my on the on the foot mob I was looking at the scores and I'm like you know, I was lo- following the highlights, listening to the game, and I knew that it Romario had scored the goals, but foot mob put up Miguel Ibarra, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Instead of Romario. Two goals, yeah. And then I didn't even notice it, but Jeff is like, hold on, look at the top of this of this screenshot, Jeff Reuter. And I'm like, oh, man. So 
Alves Powell or Alves Powell. His middle name, do you guys know this? No. Listeners? It's Alves Elvis Powell. Alves Elvis. Shit, you're not. Exactly. <laughs> he caught it right away, and I'm like, I put it up there, and I didn't even see it because I was just yeah. looking at the Ibarra mix-up. Alves Elvis. That's, man. <laughs> so then, then again, uh, you know, Minnesota still had a couple chances in this half. I, 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 the fact that they had that injury and people are a little shaky, I completely understand the team kind of wanting just to bunker in yeah. and just you've got the three goals, just try to hold on to it. Couldn't do much about the Powell goal. This The second goal, 79th minute, Blanco gets this one. The whole back line is dropping. And I, I think watching this over, uh, watching the highlights a few times on this, I think Coleman should have been tracking him because Calvo had a guy. I think Boxall had a guy, and Coleman Cal- should have seen that he that Blanco basically sees everyone running and he pull, stops and pulls back to get toward toward the top of the box and he's wide open. There. Fernando Bob was missed coverage in this as well. That's what I remember. Yeah, both the both the double Brazilians were kind of beyond yes. the box, and so they they certainly anytime you see a space there, yeah, they should be they should be partially on that but also once that i mean it's basically a back a back pass to blanco before he shoots there was no pressure once that yeah. pass happened everybody just kind of hung out and gave him space yeah. which is what rodrigo is going to talk about. Well, no i mean which we've, we which, which we've mentioned we've mentioned it all the time all the, the time. way that a lot of teams score on united is they play it wide and then they try to dr- try to dribble at the defense or at the midfield, and whoever is the one that, and then they just play with the response. Like if the yeah. defense doesn't pressure or push up, and it gives them enough pace, enough yeah. space to be able to do something, or if the midfield doesn't drop back and track back or challenge, it gives them all that. Maybe what ten yards, twelve yards of yeah. space to be able to do and create something, and that's yeah. all all anybody needs to be able to take a good shot. There's even a split second. Like if you watch the replay when that the pass happens. He kind of waits one one thousand, just like, oh, I guess nobody's, nobody's gonna come here, at me. Yeah, yeah, I guess I'll shoot. Um, <laughs> and you know, and then then uh, you know, the, I guess the final. Then, you have to. You have. You also have to say that at that point, Portland was was being very, what's the word, whiny. Their players like every were they? Vocal, okay. Yeah, there were all, all the foul calls, and they were yelling at the ref, and they were trying to get something out of it. And then Blanco was just being a big punk. About every single call, and it was like you know they were you know they're like yelling at the ref from far distance, throwing the ball, and it was like it was. I didn't. I I, I literally thought that you know at one point someone was gonna get like a double yellow just for yeah. arguing with the ref, and um and you know and it was one of those things where it just just kept on building up, and building up, and then you know when Blanco scores, it was just you know whatever we're at three two we're like oh here we go yeah right we've been here before. Can we pull it off, was, right? I was getting messages to come back to the stadium as soon as I could. <laughs> Say this. Uh, and, and then, I mean, the, the, the game kind of uh, petered out toward uh, Fernando Bob uh, doing the full. Uh, well, Warner, Warner came in for Quintero. And yeah. Then, and, and, then, and then, like, what, at the 80, 80, 88th, 89th minute? Yeah. It was the, the controversial call. Yeah. Well, it, uh, you know, that's because Bob gives the capoeira. That was a straight uh, up close treatment line, too. But it's just me, though. Yeah, there, there's people out there that, that that will disagree with me. But any any time you put your elbows above and you extend it all, 
regardless if there's minimal contact in that, that's a foul regardless. Yeah. So, and, well, it, and he was in, in, I get it that people think it's a soft foul and, and Valeri sold it perfectly because it hit him in the neck and he grabbed his face and he fell down. But any, any if, if, if Fernando Bob would have boxed him out with the rest of his body or jumped before the ball went in, then, then, then Valeri would have fouled him from the back and that would have been a foul from the back and it would have been a different call. But he decided to extend his full arm out and just wait till it hit his neck that's basically what it was. I mean, people were kind of half serious, half joking that he ran into his elbow, but that's it was like a half coastline a little bit, right? Because he, I mean, he ran into it. Give it. Yeah. I'll, I'll give Valeri that for, for playing it off, but still a foul. I was playing around on on Twitter, basically saying that there's this, <laughs> there's a long tradition of the Brazilian elbow in MMA from many different fighters, but also in football. From I went back to '94 with Leonardo and Tav Ramos. That's right. right. Yeah, 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 that was fun. So to it's watch. like I'm like you know. If if a Brazilian is going to throw that elbow in a football match, but, but the opposing player is going to know that that was for real, and and this was this was not that. I mean, no, I want to know. He if, did if sell like, it like you're talking about. Maybe this would be like an MLS, um, MLS like I don't know question, but um, maybe wondering how how many how many Brazilians that play the role of number six actually have gotten red cards in the and the and the MLS because I think we've got two. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've got a good track record of it. Um, yeah, it, it's a red. I mean, sure, you have all these circumstances you guys said, but he his, he puts his elbow out and it hits a guy in the neck, face, whatever. Uh, but, but, you know, game ends 3-2. We get a wonder wall out of it. Uh, uh, you know, as as uh, Bruce McGuire, uh, our, our friend, pointed out, they got more points in this game than they did in the <laughs> previous seven. Uh. Um, it month, still month still is good. It feels good. We we should win. Um, we're still only one point one point over last year's results. Um, uh, I, I guess I guess we'll talk about this a little bit in in the in, in some of these questions. So I don't want to jump on too much. Uh, oh, there's one question about the Chris Wright interview. You know, Meg Ryan had this interview in Star Tribune today uh, with Chris Wright, um, president of the team. Who um, I think, uh, look, he's always going to say generic things. He doesn't really say much in this. The best thing that's said in the uh, article is basically that there might be a women's U.S. women's uh, friendly in September, yeah, which that. that that's the that's exciting dope. part. That's great. He basically just like backs Heath and everyone else and says they they're doing all right. He doesn't say they're doing very well. You know, he said like, I you know he he kind of. Is pretty milk toast about his praise. Uh, I, I don't read anything into that. That's just what people, presidents do. But um, well, I mean, it sounds like he's not interested in letting Heath go. I mean, that's the subtext. Yeah, but I, I guess I guess I don't. I mean, I think if uh, we get three more points from the last five games, uh, I certainly think that he will still get fired. I, I don't read any actual uh, value into those comments. Fair enough. But do you? Do, because the, this podcast tends to like ebb and flow with the emotions of how the last game did, <laughs> does this uh, game help us feel any better uh, about any any aspects of it? Not really. I mean, you're talking about the team in general. Yeah, just like, yeah. No, no. not for me. I mean, my expectations were probably a little bit too high, but I at least wanted to have a different feeling than the first season, and I just don't Well, have let's that. not let, – maybe I'll ask this not in a Heath way, like okay. should he say, but like – uh, the the things to evaluate are um, 
we we wanted to see uh, the double Brazilian more. We wanted to, uh, last oh, podcast. Formation you know, I, I said no. Just I, I just said here's what I want to see. I want to see these players getting more chances yeah. uh, and, I, and that stuff. And so, I mean, it's 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 a too little, too late kind of thing. But but having said that, it is nice to see the other players in a different formation like you're talking about. Sure, that's cool, but it's not going to change the final outcome. I mean, we're not going to the playoffs, and at this point, you know, it's not going to be that much better than the first season. So where where are we going to set the bar, you know? Are we going to be just stuck in another? No, but I'm saying is like there's this tradition of – the Minnesota sports mediocrity. I even got in it with somebody. And they're like, well, that's just the way it is in Minnesota. And I'm like, no, screw that. We don't have to be like that. I think I think the this is the time, and I think we, we talked about it at the last podcast, trying to evaluate talent. And and I I've uh, we've we've never got enough to see Maxi play. And I think at the RSL game we saw what. He can do what trying to push the ball up mm-hmm. and play some decent balls. And Fernando Bob is looks like he's finally getting his fitness. Both of them back. look like good players. We still have yet to see if they can like adapt fully and master that. But I do. But but I, I would say I would say we wanted to know: Is Maxi good enough to keep on next year? Yes or no. I, I I like to see I like to like like you said if he if they keep on playing the double six for the rest of the season I think that's something that that will let us I was gonna say yeah evaluate that will let us let us know more about it I mean I I don't know how much Angelo came like what with like what eight games left if if Max is gonna be the enforcer and Fernando's gonna be able to make those passes and see those runs like he's doing. That's going to be a great combination, but I mean, this is like the first time where it kind of worked like that. So if this, if it's, if we build some kind of consistency, right? And then the thing too is that we didn't see Ibsen, right? Yeah, and and that was an option because you know, like with 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 uh, taking out Quintero, you want someone. It, it determined the mood, and we put in Warner. You 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 went to bunker mode, and and you could have yeah. got Ibsen and tried to. I, go I guess into, I'm feeling a lot better about these things. I feel like. Schuler, Fernando Bob, and Maxi are three good midfield central midfielders. Whether or not they're like the they're good backups. I don't know if you you don't think any of those are should be starters next year. Not if, we're to, not if we're trying to not if we're trying to to wine and dine and and show sure. and, and start okay. start start the twenty nineteen season with like yeah. with hopes because right now we're at the meh okay. Right, we're uh, we're at that space, so we need to. I guess I I feel like sh- certainly. Well, we'll do they belong? Do they belong on the team? Yeah. Yes, Let's they belong on the team. They will play a role on the team. I believe that. There's a question. We'll actually get back to this subject right at the end. There's a question about it. So let's let's take a break. Uh, well, let, let's say that this weekend there's another home game against New York City FC. Um, uh, New York City FC, who have been struggling as well again. Uh, double six. And so, oh wait, no, we can't play. Yeah, double Fernando six. Bob. Ah. Obviously, yeah. So, um, uh, but li- likely we'll see. No double six. I mean, we've got players that Romario could go back as a winger, but I think they probably liked him as that fast forward. Yeah, I think um, he's a good option uh, for that, but I just we don't know where he is health wise. We'll know yeah. later on this week where he's at, yeah. and then without Romario, and then we don't know how Angelo's doing. Angelo's doing, yeah. and Toy, are we going to call him back from? Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? I mean, he seems to be finally getting. Uh, quality minutes to be able to do yeah. stuff. So. And what's Dinladi's fitness? And like? then, yeah, and we've then got a lot of questions. Do we, so. and, and then we didn't see the ghost. 
Yeah, Owundi. The ghost. Yeah. So that was good. Um, that right. was good. So. Well, let, let's take a, let's let's take take a break. A we'll break, come yeah. back and we've got Twitter questions. Back on the 55-1 podcast, it's Wes, Rodrigo, and Eric. Uh, oh, it took three. We, we've got uh, uh, karaoke going on in the other room, so I, I hope there's some good proper bleed of like uh, Bon Jovi coming in or whatever. Uh, and so um, I, I want to briefly uh, briefly uh, plug this for you, Eric, because we were talking about it during the, oh, during sure. the break. Minnesota football show every Thank Saturday, 10 a.m., uh, 98.9 KRSM. Yep, and then yeah. online, if you're not in, in Minneapolis, online you can listen where? That's where, Well, you just go to krsmradio.org. Cool. There's a little player that pops up, and you just yeah. start the player, and you're on. Yeah. We we don't have the, uh, the volunteer staff of KFAI uh, who are pretty much responsible for doing all the uh, archived episodes, yeah. so we're pretty behind on some of those. Some people yeah. have been asking, but I mean... That's kind of the difference between a podcast like yeah. we're doing right now and an actual radio show. Yeah. I mean, we want people to listen live yeah, and, 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 and call, call in, in. Yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. and participate. So, so hopefully, eventually we'll get there. We it's just it's a it's a very small station, yeah. little engine that could situation yeah, yeah. at this point. So we just don't have the manpower. Cool. Power. Uh, let me let me kick to the Twitter questions. Yeah. Brent, ben uh, Kraus Gagne says, um, "Back to the nachos, though." What would be Gio's perfect plate of nachos? Oh, that was you, the best. Do you guys do you guys know the the Gio Savarisi story of of nachos? Okay, so this is this is um, uh, back in the Nessie days, not too long ago. So he was with New York Cosmos, and he was suspended for the game, and so he was in Minnesota, but he was up in the stands, and uh, Jim Christ, who's a longtime Dark Cloud, and someone else. So I'm not not maybe erasing some someone from the story here uh they bought him some nachos and brought sent it up to him and he didn't eat the nachos but they were just like we want to buy him some nachos i think it was jim oliver as well because jim christ and jim oliver like left the game early so that they get get nachos to this last game to get so that they could get nachos to try to meet the bus to meet him on the way to the bus. They said they were going to video it, so I don't think that they. I have not seen a video, so I don't think it happened. I told them they should just get nachos and wait, like go, you know, go stand right where they're coming into the the tunnel, because I have to believe Geo knows that this is a story now. There's a, because there's enough like, you know, like Eric Stover, the former president of Cosmos, was messaging me about it, like, oh, please get a video of this if you buy him nachos. Anyway, you know, in related Geo news, we we did not mention the the halftime f bomb. Oh yeah, <laughs> which was yeah. The, the question, question from and, uh, and totally on brand uh, from uh, Nat Borchers, who's their side sideline guy. It was spectacular. Literally, he's the opposite of Jamie Watson, right? Just like uh, you know, his beard is vegan and like. And he's just like, and he just like, I almost spit my beer in your face. <laughs> so he uh, he asked a question. Uh, what, what do you what did you uh, think of the first half? Or what are you going to tell him that, that I'm going to tell him that it was terrible? Uh, yeah, it was bad. Uh, apparently, the the speech kind of worked. What would yeah. be uh, Geo's perfect place of nachos? Tachos. Is is Geo Geo is Venezuelan? Venezuelan okay. Oh, Venezuelan? 
Yeah, what's what would what would be the uh Well the, you'd have the, to have some seafood in there. I think that's um Actually I might definitely eat, I might eat nachos if they had seafood on Yeah, there. I think that's what we'd have to do and um you know some sort of version of uh arepas throw in there maybe? Like arepa type nachos? Arepa nachos with seafood inside. Okay, see, so I would actually eat these nachos. All right. Uh, so and there's the Midwestern tachos, right? The tater tot yeah. nachos. Um, so let's stay. Let's stay uh, in uh, uh, in South America. Eric Beckman says, "For whom are the cool kids rooting in Copa Libertadores?" Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, Wait, uh, we're cool kids. Yeah, apparently. Well, I'll, 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 you know, you, you two are the the experts in this, so. <laughs> Where's Pablo when you need him, right? Well, he he's Boca is what he's saying. Who who you got? Wait, a Uruguayan is cheering for an Argentinian team. So let, let me let's do this. Where are we in the Copa Libertadores? What where, where what stage are we in? And tell us who who's favorited or we're we're first leg of the quarterfinals. Um, so who's favorited? That that's tricky. Gremio are the defending champions, and Gremio. I feel pretty confident they can repeat. They're they're just they're a super clinical team. They're not very flashy, but they just go out there and they get it done. I think they probably do have the best defense and they're just yeah, they just win. They go out and do it. Um Atletico Tucumán who they're actually playing against in in their little uh in their uh, opponent group, right now yeah, in their yeah. group, yeah. They they were the biggest surprise by far. I mean, this, uh, I this agree, is a yeah. tiny tiny I mean, it's, it's hardly a city, is it? It's more like a village, like in northern Argentina. I mean, they they were second division for the it's longest time. It's secluded from everything. Yeah, it's way up there. So it's it, a movie in the making, Hollywood. That's right. Up, that's right. right. Exactly. So it's pretty incredible. The little, the little village that could, and they put together that yeah. soccer team. It's pretty incredible they've I'm made sure it this I've far. Seen that movie somewhere. And I mean, and they're hitting Gremio right now, which you know it's the reality check. But good on them for doing this. Yeah, I mean, Gremio, for getting this far. Gremio looks 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 great. Um, and, and I think ahead, you know, just I don't know, but I just I like if anything, I think River's been playing decently. So River's in it's at the full Argentina bracket there, yeah, right? River right, played Independiente. River played in, in, in Independiente, yep. so they're they're in that bracket. And they um they're they're looking decently. I I I, I can't say I mean like like I grew up right with the Batistutas of the world, right? The Boca Juniors of the world, the Diego Armando Maradona's playing for Boca Juniors, no, so that's 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 like my thing, you know. But like overall, I've seen like River River put up put up some decent results, but and you know they did much better in their group uh, before the the quarterfinals than, but, than Boca did. So, but those two, I mean, so the they, question is who's you who are you rooting for? Oh, for me, I want Gremio. I think Gremio Gremio has a has a has a good chance of of, of doing some some major damage. They're just so solid. It. You watch them. Play, yeah, no, they just... are. They're a fun team to watch, but you know it's like. It's like, in a sense, you know, it's, it's 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 similar to what the courage did to the thorns, right? Oh, interesting. It's not it's not very you know flashy, right? There isn't like a Tobin Heath, right? That will you know break ankles and nutmeg people and do all these type <clears> of things, but like it's that quick counterattack, the quick the the passing, and then they have a really good solid defense. They really do. Been just you know. That's been that's been doing damage. I mean, Boca Juniors can do some damage, but yeah, I think They're, if anything, my my money's on River, and I can't believe that. Pop on River or Gremio? Huh? 
No, no, my money out of the two Argentinian. Oh, I see what you're saying. River has a, has a good chance to. That'll be a good match. If, if, if Gremio and River. If it's a Gremio River, that, that'll that's, that's, that's going to be, be something match. that we're going to have to have here at the Black Card. That'll be a good match. That for I sure. agree. I was just going to say that in the 60s and 70s, it was pretty common for a lot of these big teams to repeat the Bocas, Independientes, right, the Bocas, Independientes Flamengo the, back in the yeah, day. The, the, but. But like even, the last, even, even like Catholic University, yeah. yeah. I mean, but the, since the two thousands, I don't think it's happened very much. No, it's been it's been a, a very maybe even the nineties. Have to go back. Brazilian teams have been, but still not not that many repeats. So I no, think there I, isn't a lot of repeats. Right, with like I, I the last yeah twenty maybe let's say. So it, it would be kind of a big deal for for Grêmio to repeat. It would so be because we'll it hasn't it hasn't happened that often. I'm kind of surprised how well Palmeiras is doing. To be honest, they're actually well. I mean, if you look at uh, if you look at the Peruvian teams, the Peruvian teams are not doing that great either. They didn't do any anything good. I think Alianza Lima got like one point out of their freaking group, and and Garcilaso de la Vega got maybe six points. And there was already the like there's a podcast called the, the Peruvian Waltz, which is all about Peruvian soccer. Um, if anyone ever wants to listen to that, that's that, that's a, that's a great that's a great podcast. Uh, not as good as ours, but uh, what, what, still decent. What I don't get is, um, so I was just thinking about like, all right, Gremio, Gremio have been really good, et cetera. They've got a, a tight style or whatever. Why more MLS teams haven't been like, well, let's get this top, you know, so I, so I like, while you guys were talking, I would like go on my phone and uh, head coach of Gremio is, who's this guy? Uh Portolupi, very Italiano, which makes sense. He's probably from the south of Brazil. So. And so he's, uh, he actually weirdly has been coach of Gremio three times now, uh, like all since 2010, and then he went somewhere else and then came back and then went somewhere else and then came back. But like these guys like that, you know, and I know obviously uh, jack shit about uh, uh, Brazilian soccer coaches say, and things say, like say, that. Say, say that. But again? like people talk about, uh, people talk about um, Scalotto as like, He's going to come back to MLS, right? Because he's a guy who has familiarity here. Obviously, his English is is uh, fluent, and he's successful. He's a Boca Juniors, right? I mean, so uh, and so a guy like that is success- like should come back. And if Tata leaves, Atlanta should definitely be looking. Actually, every one of the teams should be looking at him, well, whether or not he'll want to go, whatever. But that, that's what I'm always curious about. Like, go get these guys. We know that. We know that. There's these coaches who are leading these kind of dynasties down there. Yeah. No, I was just going to say there's a long tradition of Brazilian national team coaches that come from Hugo Ranjo do Sul and from the South, too. I mean, Scolari is the first one that comes to mind. Right, right, right. Yeah. There's, there's been far more than that. I mean, they just, you know, they start with, with whether it's Grêmio or Internacional or whoever, and then they just move up the ranks. But any of these guys from the South, they're, you know, they're the best minds maybe in the continent. Maybe that they, they'd be great in MLS, I think. And I, di- I did see that uh, Portalupi, the, the Gremio guy, uh, reading his, briefly scanning his Wikipedia page, lost his first managerial game to Goyas. The, <laughs> <laughs> you're, 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 yeah, yeah. Oh, we have to talk about the derby. We, we had the Fernando Bobby derby. Yeah, this is a derby. Let's talk Goyas about the derby. Goyas and Ponte Preta. Not that anybody cares, but I would bring it up because I bring it local, right? So Fernando Bobby, Paixão da Silva. He's a self-hating Silva. I hate this. But anyway, his <laughs> former club was Ponte Preta, right? He's now obviously with us here in Minnesota, but the other team that was uh, bidding for him against Minnesota United was my my team in Brazil, Goiás, and and so Goiás and Ponte Preta played last Friday, and it was a two-two tie. It was actually a really interesting game. Ponte Preta scored very early, uh, fifth minute. 
and they had another one before half. Goyaz scored it after the half. Late red card, which kind of sounds familiar, what we were just talking about. And then Goyaz got the equalizer and finished it 2-2. So Bob would have made the difference or wouldn't? Who knows? Uh, but uh, anyway, but, let's, let's move but on. But we're talking what, Division three. <laughs> Division so two? I'll answer Eric's question. So Division uh, two is, is 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 less than MLS soccer, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm cheering. Uh, I'll just say to answer Eric's question, uh, um, Gremio, Gremio, and I'm I'm gonna say Boca Juniors just just because. You're uh, allying yourself with Pablo. I just want to make that oh, clear. Oh damn! Right okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just I, 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 I like want to make this Skeletor. clear. I never thought. That I'm, I would see a Uruguayan cheering on an Argentinian team yeah, yeah. in a Copa Libertadores. And now you that's go. like, that's like, that's like a Peruvian yeah. cheering for La Católica. Yeah. Or a Peruvian cheering for, for uh, the Chile strong. It, as, Cup if the strongest when, when Peru still has a chance to play, to to make it out of a group. So if the, I'm just, I just want to make that clear. I hope Pablo gets to, gets to listen to this, and then we, we we have a conversation about this on the Minnesota Football Show because. Yeah. Cause that's 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 sin right there. If if the that's st- like I take away your mate and I give you something else. Okay. <laughs> if the strongest aren't in, I, I'm just I'm lost, not knowing who to. So um, Sean Goman says, "Will losing T uh, um, uh, TCF uh, Bank's weird turf next year mean the chance of having chronically injured roster isn't as strong for the Loons?" Um, yeah, I think yes. I think it's hard to say what injuries are from from what. You know, um, uh, certainly I think. Not all of our injuries have been at home, uh, but turf is bad, you know. Um, and so, yes, it will help being at, at being at a better place. It will also mean that fewer teams are resting their players uh, right. against that means Minnesota. Zlatan's coming over, right? Right, and so I think that uh, it, it will have a mixed thing. I think it will still be a good home field advantage because it'll it'll be people. The team will be jacked up to play in this brand new place, so. Uh, we have a great home field now. So yeah, so Brian the Cat Lord says thoughts on Marta winning the best player of the year for his record six you, times uh, when Sam Kerr is not uh, even on put in the top ten. Sam Kerr is the the Australian player who she I think was no I think she was in the top ten I think she was number nine. Uh, but lots. Who did she play, in the NWSL? I don't, who's she play for in NWSL? Oh, no. I don't know. Do you know? It was, uh, I think it was, uh, wasn't it in one of the teams that made it in the quarterfinals? I'm trying to Chicago? think. Chicago? Chicago, yes, thank you. Okay. So, you're, you're welcome. Uh, so, uh, I, I don't know. Again, I, I will say, like, my knowledge of women's soccer is, is stupidly poor. So, I will say that uh, I follow a lots of people, and I just uh, take their, assume everything that they say is true, the, the, the women's soccer people I, I follow and listen to. Uh, and... The FIFA awards for women have always been voted on by people who have no idea what's happening in women's soccer, so they just vote for the biggest name. That, that was Carly Lloyd. Say, or, that you know, that like, was kind of the, there was a running joke uh, that kind of went viral that said that if Marta retires next year, she'll win FIFA Player of the Year next yeah. year. Well, no, next year, next year is at least a uh, she'll go to the World Cup. a Women's World Cup. After yeah, that. so so at least like at least the voters will have watched. Two games of the right. Women's World Cup, so they'll vote on. But having on that. said that, I mean she's she is phenomenal, and I have great respect for. Her. I was joking with 
my, I guess I can call her sort of my friend. I, she called into the Minnesota football show, Brenda Elsie from Burn It All Down. We were playing around. We were just talking on, on Twitter. I was. She's amazing. But I, I just said that if we wanted to guarantee the, uh, the loss of the Bolsonaro, the fascist running currently for president, uh, if, if Marta just decided to throw her hat in the race, that would solidify things and she would be president of Brazil. Is she that popular in Brazil? She really is. Because the women's team is well is like famously the, terribly supported by by br- the Brazilian FA. Or well, not the, FA, the, the, the right wing like fascists are not going to vote for her, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But I think everybody else probably would. Yeah, and then she could do a beautiful kick in the face to him as well, which yeah, is great. what I would stick right. around I, I'd vote for. But her, so. having said all that, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of other talent out there: Sam Kerr, Carly Lloyd. Um, it would have been it would have been nice to see to get passed around a little bit, but. Yeah. You know, um, Martha's Martha at the same time. She's l- phenomenal. Let's finish on this question. Grant David says, Chris Wright just said eight to nine players can be built around next year. Who do you pick? And I want to preface this on, on, you know, this is back I from this gotta, I think about it. Meg Ryan uh, uh, interview. And I thought this was actually a weird thing to say. You're almost at the end of two years and you have only eight to nine players that you're building around. Like, what the hell have you yeah. been doing? Yeah, that's pretty bad. Other than trading some of those, you know, you would have had 10 if you wouldn't have I mean, sold them I'm, for coupons. I'm but. super worried about Miguel Ibarra right now, and he'd be my number one to stay, but I just do not trust Heath. So I'm really worried. I, I So I'm going to take it into the – I still – and this is like defense mechanism, guys. I still fundamentally believe – Heath will not be here next year. I need Look at to, you. I need to guy. believe this. I need this. Okay. Uh, I, I appreciate your confidence. So, uh, but eight to nine players. I, and I actually would say that if you started with the starting 11 last week, that's a good base to build around. I don't think that you would... No, hold on. Well, don't give me the look, Rodrigo. <laughs> This is this is a, a gift look. I would GIF say look, you, you definitely say want to improve several of those positions, but you have a good base to build around. I would take. I would definitely want all eleven of those players plus a, a few others there, and I would say I want uh, a natural. Obviously, I don't want Schuler on the left wing. Uh, I want uh, probably another option of striker. I want definitely yeah. another center back. I definitely want. We're done with Calvo as a center back. Yeah. Dude's been great as a left back two games in a row. Big freaking surprise. Right. Thank you for listening to me, Adrian Heath. <laughs> I know you listen to this podcast all the time. He loves us. Yeah, you and yeah. Loves anyway. Us. Um Heath so, and Calvo, so let me number, I'll put that to you one, then. Or, or, do you you disagree? Rodrigo? I mean I think um, like if you're building I mean like I think you have to put all the players even the ones that that are that are out of injury, and see if you build around them, right? I mean, do you do you, do you think Molino, Molino deserves to come back? Absolutely. Okay. How you had Finley? you had Molino and, and Finley to that's that group. Two. So that's who are the who are the other six you're building around them? So then you have you're, you're saying Coleman and you're saying uh, I'm Basso. saying that whole eleven plus you want to add. I think you need. I think you need you, the current eleven that just started plus plus Molino. In Finley? In Finley. And uh, so that's probably... So that, what, that's 13? Yeah. Okay, so which... So, okay. You keep Lampson because Lampson's uh, a decent backup and he's, like, great for the community. Um, you you yeah. throw away Ibsen, right? 
Uh, yeah, Ibsen. Ibsen's gone. I mean, I I think that I think the whole time, and I've said this like a million times now, but I think that you just need to you just need to take the base here and improve on that. The problem is we keep on cycling through who the who the rotation squad players are, right? We went from Jermaine Taylor to who the hell was the guy that we got rid of this year? I, I've told he's gone to me, right? He went back to England, the English guy. Yes, I know. None of you can do yeah, it. I don't, At home, you're all like, so you, I don't you know. Make, you make a valid point there, but but let's let's, let's rank then. I mean, if that's what we're, we're asking, we're asking this to rank eight neat. players, right? He played center back for us, guys. Alex Schieferdecker's at home being like, you guys, guys suck. Are you serious? This is, this is bad trivia night. Someone text Alex. So Twitter at him. But, but the, the point is, but, we just, we've just like cycled through those people and right, been like, oh, say, well, maybe so, they'll work. So, so let's say Finley, Molino, you said Lamson as a backup. Mm-hmm. You're building it. Then, so then you're keeping Bobby. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So that's three. That's three. So I'm at, four, I'm at 14 players. Then you keep the double six. You keep Quintero, of course. And you yeah. keep Ibarra. You keep Romario. Yeah. And you keep Angelo? Yeah. I think Angelo's good. You want another striker in there. And I think you can get a better striker than him. So you, you get rid of Toy? No, you, you can have Toy. I think that... Um, okay, I think what, is, what is the core players that you're building around? They said eight to nine. So that, that, give me your eight to nine players then. I just... No, what I'm saying is I think you keep... Probably 15, six, 16 of these players. Okay. And you want to add three starters who would push maybe, you know, Coleman to the bench and you have a, a new guy there. And maybe Angelo to the bench and you've got a, the, a, 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 another striker. So you're, and then you've got, in the you've got pushing. To the bench. Yeah, yeah. So I think that, that I think that that's what I want to see. I don't want to see us take, oh, well, we've got eight to nine players and like, let's get rid of. Schuler and find another guy who's like basically Schuler Jr. Uh, you know, like okay. that. That's the, that's what. Well, so, so who do you keep then? I've said this like sixteen player, players. Right, right. No, but I want I want specific I want specific names. That's what I'm saying. He's, like, he's tell me. On the eight to nine. Yeah, I'm so, like eight to nine. Who do you keep out of those eight to nine then? I want I want I told you I want sixteen of these players. Well, I, I'm not giving you sixteen. I'm giving you eight to nine to build around. That is the question. The question says okay, eight fine. To nine. Eight, to, eight to nine. Here we go. Uh, Bobby, uh, Calvo, uh, Boxall, Coleman, um, Quintero, Miguel, Romario. I'm at seven. Mm-hmm. So I've got uh, two more possibly. Um, and you haven't mentioned have you, you haven't mentioned Finley or Molino? So no, Schuler. Okay, that's your eight. One more. Um, uh, I'll say Miller, but I don't. I don't fully believe that. You don't think Miller will be here? No, I think he'll be here. Jesus Christ! What is the question you're asking me? <laughs> no, I would. No, you want to get rid of all these players? No, you said exactly. the eight to nine. I, I had to build around. You. That, Jesus, and I'm loving man. this every second. Of oh it. my God! All right, so what? what like, all right. You right. go, you go. What are you, what are you answering this question? Well, uh, Molino, Finley. You are building around them. Yeah, I want. I don't. I don't see why not. I mean, I see. Okay. I see. So you want to get rid of everyone else? No, you only I mean, want two I mean, players. I'm, I'm giving you my eight to nine. Let me give you my eight to nine. There you go. There you go. Okay, good. 
You guys got to look at his face. We should make this alive. Uh, we like, tried that. Yes. And then there's like no. And like instead of empty chairs and yeah. the wonderful, wonderful yeah. karaoke that's going on in the back, by the yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, Chris so Isaac. I, know, yeah. I was going to say, I was like, ooh. Okay. So, I feel eight to like nine. VH1 all over again. Molino like and Finley. Wait. Molino, Finley, Quintero, Ibarra, Romario, and then that's five. And then, so that's Coleman, uh, Calvo, Eric, and then. You're really going to skip box all like that? Yes, I am. I'm Peruvian. I have to. <laughs> oh, you, the, the New Zealand thing. You guys beat them. Why do huh? you have a... You beat them. I mean, that's fine. And, I, and I'll leave... Okay. And, 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 okay. I'll, and I'll rub that in and I'll use it for the next 36 years before... Okay, so no problem. central midfielders. Okay. No, so wait, you want wait, a team wait, with wait, no wait, central wait, midfielders. Wait, wait, wait. I have one more, right? We have one more. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. Wait. I will keep... <sighs> I've grown. I've grown to Maxi. I will keep Maxi. Okay. All right. There uh, you go. Your turn now. My turn. You guys are like. <laughs> All right. I'm just. I'm just enjoying the entertainment here. So Quintero, Bobby, Boxel, Schuler, uh, Ibarra, uh, Miguel. That's five. Um. Where am I going from there? Mm-hmm. You're on Molina or Finley? I'll go with Finley. That's six. Um, no one said Angelo, huh? Okay. I'll, I'll do the other Ibarra, too. I'll, I'll stick with him. Romario? Seven. Okay. And did you say Calvo? I did not say Calvo. Mm, interesting. Ooh. Cool Calvo. He's got a new enemy now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> come at me, bro. Um, I'm trying to think of the back line there, too. I think I keep Coleman, actually. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Coleman won't continue to be as cheap as he is. So yeah. one of his best advantages right now is he's a really great cheap third. Right. Who is now starting, and I think he's a very great his value's cheap going up. second. But his value's gone up, and should be. Dude, get paid. Good for him. But as... Christian has seen, the second you start getting paid more, you're no longer evaluated as a, oh, this guy's a great cheap third who's pushing for a second spot. Now you're getting paid money. Right. Um, so, but good. I mean, obviously, all of them, guys like Coleman want a challenge. They want to they fight for that. So, and he should get paid. So, um, all right. That's the end of the podcast. Thank you, everyone. Uh, I will see you at the the game this weekend, but also uh, U.S. Open Cup Final Wednesday, 7 to 9. Come to the Black Heart of St. Paul uh, and just come to the bar as well. We are now sponsored by the bar, mostly because my entire entire life being is uh, dependent on people drinking at this bar. So, uh, you know, you can... Which we have been, right? I was going to say we should mention that we had... The uh, equal time, like a girl, black heart yeah, yeah, fundraiser yeah. this uh, yesterday. In yeah, fact, on the, Sunday, the Gophers soccer we watched here. We did. The um, Gopher women ended up winning it in second double overtime. Yes, I had to leave because I had been here all morning. And Man, I was here and he wasn't. Um, but it was it was it was a great event, and hopefully we can do something similar again, and hopefully more people, all you awesome listeners out there, well, can my, come. My goal is that like. 
you can watch most things more. just about anywhere. And we're still not going to be open for like premier like Saturday Sunday mornings for a little while because sure. I have to like get this bar to function normal hours before I expand operations. But like there's lots of things like what's weird is when I do the the a weekly TV list of like hey bartenders make sure that a channel some of the TVs are turned to this channel. Most of the games on TV are Liga MX. There's uh, four games a week where you can go come here and watch Liga MX. You know, Club America, Chivas Guadalajara is on Saturday, and that's on. Like, there's usually two games a week of MLS that we can put on. It's crazy. No, it's crazy how much soccer is going around, and I think uh, overall, I think it's just a, it's a good opportunity, and I find myself trying to be here as much as as much as I'm allowed to. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Nubia. Yeah, yes, yeah, that's that's just one of those things, you know. Yeah. So, so there's, so the more the more things that we can do for uh, yeah. um, having this place be open up to community and and soccer, I think that's that's going to be a, a great uh, a great opportunity. Yeah. Right. I mean, I mean, I could do that. I, I could I could do that anytime. But just overall, I just think yeah. it's 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 a it's a good atmosphere. Um, overall, I, I I've, I've enjoyed all the times I've watched soccer here. Uh, and just the ambience and, and environment here at the Black Heart, and this is just without you know all the all, all all the all the fixes that you have lined up. And congratulations on putting those new two new TVs because they thank you. They, yeah. they are nice, and I and I and we did appreciate them Thanks. for the yeah. Thorns game. So that's and all the changes. I think it's just it's just a gradual thing, in that more people come and more people show up. Um, people will get you know, get sucked into the idea that there's there, there's a bar that you can watch soccer, or you can just play pool at. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I will. I like listeners. You just have to be prepared for me to plug this all the time because uh, run down the, uh, I, the, I, the the cheapy or the or the. I have I literally thing. have panic attacks every day of my life now. So run down the specials. Yeah, you? yeah. No, I'm good. All right, thanks everyone. It's great, uh, great seeing you guys. Thank you everyone for listening. I appreciate it, and uh, we'll we'll see you all soon. Bye-bye.